My name is Jeff Cook. I work for British Cycling. Uh, I am their national youth sprint coach. I was 18 times world champion. I've won Commonwealth Games gold medals, 31 national championships, went to Olympic Games. And I don't actually have a coach of my own now. I, I tend to be self-coached. My background was that I played football at school, I uh, played for the county, I then went on to have some time with Aston Villa and two professional teams, but then suddenly realised that I wasn't quite what I thought I was. Um, and I started to ride a bike and I just had immediate success. You've got to do what you're good at. And I found that it was something that I had a gift for. And with any sort of gift, you've got to say thank you very much and get on and use it. Uh, but my father was very, very keen because he'd been a cyclist and my grandfather had been a cyclist. So I had a, a background way, way back. Uh, how time-consuming is it? Oh, it's, uh, it, it's total, even now, and I'm in my early 60s now. My sport is everything to me. It's what I want to do. A lot of people will do a sport to Olympic level, which is what I did, uh, and then they'll go away and do other sports. They'll run marathons or they'll play golf, but nothing's ever really given me the same buzz that I get from cycling. I can still go fast. I'm still World Masters champion now, so uh, you know, I still can be very, very competitive even with the youngsters. I can still get on and show them things, but uh, it's what I want to do. It's my hobby. It's, uh, I enjoy it immensely, and, and the coaching side of it gives you such immense satisfaction. As a coach and as an athlete, it has time-consuming and just almost the same. Uh, the only thing is that uh, the pressures that you feel when you're young and you're under pressure for selection for Olympic Games, say, uh, you do feel that. And then when you're a coach and you can sit down and say, right, if we do this, we do that, and we do the other, this is going to make a difference. And then you've got to sell it to the athlete and then you've got to make sure that they do it. But it is, it's just as time-consuming and just the nerves are the same and everything. The thing that motivated me as an athlete was that I, I had this immense desire to, uh, to go to the Olympic Games and, and be the best at whatever I did. You know, as a runner at school, as a footballer at school, it was, it was always the same. I think it's the, the competitiveness. And as a coach, the, the motivation to do that is exactly the same. You want to be the best. And, um, and with working for British Cycling, as I do, we are the best. The cost of cycling is only second to uh, to motorsports, really, as as far as costs go, because the bikes are very, very expensive. I know that other sports, are, you know, swimmers just need a pair of swimming trunks and a pair of goggles and to get to the venue. But with cycling, you tis a, a man and machine. Equipment is is very, very expensive. But I've always been very fortunate in that it's never been a really costly thing because I've had a a lot of sponsorship in it, so that has helped. The military gains that I, I've received from the sport have been very mixed. Uh, you know, even when you, you went to the Olympics in the early days, you had to find your way to the to the hotel where we sort of left from uh, and you had to pay your own way there. They would give you a little bit of pocket money but it was only a little bit. So really uh, as far as money went it was very very difficult in the early days. Now I get a decent salary from British Cycling. We, you know it's quite a wealthy sport because it's successful. It, it is it is very good so the military side of it is, uh, has been okay but it was a strain in the early days when I was competing. In less tangible terms, oh, the friendships that I've, I've made up, you know, and the, the places that I go to, 39 different countries just because I could ride a bike with somebody else paying all the bills. I've been to five Olympic Games, but really the friendship and the, the wonderful relationships that I've sort of made over the years. 
I still have the motivation. I'm still training like mad. I'm still very, very fit. You know, I just love being fit and, and, and able to do things. And, and the, the competition motivates me to keep myself fit and makes sure that I do keep myself fit. I think it's always better uh, to compete yourself. I still get immense pleasure from, from winning races now and, and, and still know that when I get onto the track that I want it more than anybody else wants it. I know that myself. But you do get unbelievable pleasure dealing with the kids to see them develop and go on to the ODP, which is the Olympic Development Squad, and then on from there to the academy and then on from there to the elite. And uh, the pleasure you get from that, I don't know, you just get a pleasure from being successful, I think. Now, at British Cycling, it is so coach-orientated. Everything is coach-led. Coach is king, you know, at whatever level you're at, whether you're the national coach or whether you're doing like I'm doing, working with the kids. It's, it's the coach is king. And, uh, and, and you write programmes for people. We have camps and uh, all that sort of thing. It's just so good now uh, compared to when I was doing it. Each athlete needs managing in a different way and and even when you're dealing with a group you still have to manage different people in different ways. You almost do uh, the fatherly role, particularly when you're abroad with people and you're the only person. A trainer is a person that will, will give you a series of exercises and then drive you through them. A coach is, is different to that. A coach looks at you what, you, what your requirements are, what your end goal is, and then say, right, how are we going to get there? And this is it. It's finding a pathway through to, to the ultimate goal. What I think are the qualities of, of a good coach... I think it's this combination nowadays of, of having all the scientific sort of knowledge to to get to where you want to go to, but having the empathy with the with the athlete to be able to coax them or coach them through to to where they want to be. You've got to have the ability. You've got to have a certain amount of um, managerial uh, qualities because you have to make decisions. You have to have a, a good understanding because. Athletes will always find you out if you don't have an understanding of the sport, and not only of the sport, but of the of the actual event you are coaching in. But I think the qualities of a good coach are to have the empathy to be able to get the message over to the athlete, and to be able to sort of you know stick carrot whatever you need to use, but to get to where you want to be. Oh, the role of psychology in our sport is absolutely huge. There's more in your head than there is in any chemist. You've got to make them break it all down. I say, put your hands on the bars. You've got to be able to say to yourself, I've done everything that I can possibly do. I've done all the training I can do. I've eaten properly. I've done everything that I needed to do. Now just cop hold of this, you buggers. That's it. And if you can get on the line with that in your head... A, you're going to do the best you've ever done. Preparing an athlete on the day of the competition is so important. There's nothing you can do to make them go any faster at that stage, but by hell you can do an awful lot to destroy it. And, and just a word. So you prepare them you, keep them, you keep them among friends, you keep them in their own little confines, you don't get them talking to the, the, you know, all the other athletes and all this sort of thing, you know, because they just drain it from them. So the preparation is, is very clinical on the day of the event. The warm-up has got to be dead right. Even the fitting of the skin suits and all that sort of thing. All of these things are part and parcel of it. And all the time you're sort of t talking positives to them. And, and that's the way to be.
What makes a good team of cyclists? I think the first and foremost is that they've all, all got talent and they, they can all go very fast. That is the first thing. The next part in a team event where they're sort of, they're dependent on the other person giving 100%, that they do support one another and that you do see that that is happening. You know, the coach gels them together and all this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, a team will always take care of itself because they all want the same goal. The importance of diet to a cyclist is oh, it's, it's just immeasurable. When I used to compete, they used to say that what you needed was a piece of beefsteak, basically for breakfast. And another thing that was said to me by the then national coach was that it's, it's not good to drink during competition. You know, you need this drying out period and all this sort of thing. And I used to go through hell on earth not drinking during competition. And I used to have this piece of beefsteak takes your body three days to break the, the stuff down and to, to actually use it just so bad for you, you know. I always say as a coach now, listen to what people tell you and then evaluate it for yourself. And if you're not sure, ask other people. The foods that I would recommend my athletes take, obviously you've got to think about the vegetable side of it. You've got to think about carbohydrate for the energy to do the sport. And, uh, and you've got to replace those as soon as you've finished the intensive training exercise. So bananas and, and milk after training and this sort of thing, we make sure that the kids don't have any sweets with meals when they're on camp. It's all pasta type of food that they have. And when they go away, they at least know that that is the proper way to do it. In cycling, uh, obviously the roadside of cycling is very aerobic type of sport where fat is used as a, as a fuel source. With sprinting, you need glycogen. So you've got to use the right type of foods to, to give you that sort of thing. But it does basically come down to carbohydrates, to, uh, to pastas, to all of these sort of things. You've got to make sure that, you know, get, taking your electrolytes, all these sort of things, and they're all coming in to build you up and to make you make sure you're replacing what you what you get but the most important element of any athlete is protein because that rebuilds when you've broken down the your systems particularly with sprinting and heavy weight training and all this sort of thing when you break down your system you need to repair it and the only thing that will repair it is protein fluids are immensely important in competition because obviously you need a certain amount of liquid in your body blood is the only thing that takes the energy to your muscles does everything else you sweat off too much and you will actually start to sweat off the blood supply because that's the only liquid it can get rid of and the body can use and and immense problems come from dehydration the lack of use of the kidneys all sorts of things that uh, that happen through dehydration from the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.